Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, Ramblers. This week, we thought we'd treat you to one of mine and Marcus's many bonus episodes on the Football Ramble Patreon because it's one very close to all of our hearts, I think. It's called The Teams of Our Lives, and every Monday we look at one of our favourite era-defining teams from years gone by. And this time we're reminiscing about Leicester's title-winning side of 2015-2016. You can get dozens and dozens of episodes just like this by signing up on patreon.com forward slash football ramble. Hope you enjoy this one. To Hazard. Leicester are champions. Leicester City are champions of the Premier League. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Teams of Our Lives with me, Marcus Speller, and him, Andy Brassel. How are you doing, Big Brass? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. I noticed when we were warming up for this, we both started almost intuitively doing an impression of the wrong Leicester manager. Yes, we are, um, of course, talking today about the 2015-16 Leicester City FC title-winning season under Claudio Ranieri. But we were doing a little Brendan Rodgers impression beforehand, Andy. That's what you're referencing. It's inevitable. It is inevitable. It is. uh, Andy, Leicester City's title-winning season. When we did the Besiktas episode recently, talking about them... Not Besiktas, sorry, Boa Vista. Getting my bees mixed up. When we did the Boa Vista episode recently about them winning the title... In, in Portugal, I said that I said on that podcast that, that the Leicester City title winning season was the greatest achievement in the history of sport. And then when we did Boa Vista, I thought, oh, actually, Boa Vista might be up there as well. But having sort of, yeah, I did, two of them are up there. But I, I honestly think this is one of the greatest achievements, without a doubt, in the history of sport, this Leicester City title winning season. And I still think, did that actually happen? Yes. When you were saying it, the words felt weird. Yeah. It, 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 it sounds strange, but I think 
when we were talking about Bovista before, and mm. I, I still think that represents a miracle of sorts, um, there was a build up to it. And, you know, you look at the fact that they were um, pushing towards the top um, in the seasons before, season after, they get to UEFA Cup semi-final. Um, you know, there's there's a feeling of, you know, a mini dynasty, certainly mm. by, by their standards. With Leicester, they go from almost being relegated to this. Yes. And not just this you can talk about the difficulties that the other teams in the premier league have and it was a unique season in that way but leicester's consistency is absolutely relentless i mean again you could argue in a in a normal in inverted commas premier league season teams don't win the title with 81 points that that's a, a fairly low total. It However, was a low total. That they won it by ten points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, they, they, they didn't inch home in the end, did they? Yeah, uh, incredible. Yeah, just incredible. And and I love the fact that it felt quite old school. This, in the sense of, not that long ago. <coughs> I say not that long ago, in my mind, but years ago, late eighties, maybe even say early nineties. <laughs> teams could get promoted. And then have an onslaught on the on the on the title. It, it was unlikely, but it You're could be done. You're thinking Forest, Watford. Yeah, they're the obvious ones. Yeah, um, and obviously now football, the have and have nots are, you know, the real stark contrast between the yeah. two, the dividing wealth and so on. But this felt, you know, a team that survived relegation just then go on to win the title and then finish 12th the following season. Because you think about Leeds United when they won the league in uh, the early 90s, mm. they finished like 17th or something the following season. You know, it was a really poor defence of the title. Yeah, they didn't They didn't win any away games. In modern parlance, that's pulling a Bajikshire here, I believe. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so there was there was a bit of that, but but it was so unlikely though, because as you say with Boa Vista, it was there was something brewing. But even if even if Leicester won the league this season, it would still be really unlikely. Like it would still be at a hell of an achievement. Like imagine if they beat Klopp's Liverpool, Guardiola's Manchester City, um, Conte Spurs. You know, like imagine if 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 they won the league this year, it would be something else. Like it, it would be. Heralded as again very unlikely, a phenomenal achievement mm. came out of the blue. Blah 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 blah. But this is with Rogers in charge, having won the FA Cup, having regularly qualified for for European competition, having been in the Champions League. Um, obviously, thanks to winning the league, you know, they, and they did pretty well in the Champions League. They got to the quarterfinal. Yeah. But this is a this was a side who just survived relegation. It's the equivalent. I don't know. I'm sort of struggling to think, but. Let's say it would be like Newcastle winning the league this season or next season. It's hard to mm. say this season because we're already a few months in. Do you know what I mean? Without the Saudi money or something, you know, it just uh, yeah, it, it it is. It's it's amazing. And um, then you look at the transfer window, um, mm. the, the 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 summer that Ranieri comes in, and of course the big name that pops up for for that is Angola Kante. Not the mm. most expensive player that they signed, but there's no one where you think, right? This is, you know, this is a statement of intent or anything yeah. like that. It seemed like a, a few little sensible signings that would hopefully help them build on escaping relegation and move towards lower mid table. Mm. That's what it was thought of. Now, Angola Kante is is a good place to start, I think, 
because he's incredibly influential in this title-winning season, of course, arrives from Caen. He was also pursued by Lyon and Marseille that summer. Neither of them could offer the wages that Leicester could, which I think says more about the Premier League than it does <laughs> about Leicester City in, in particular. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he chooses to make the move to, to England it's a huge decision in his career. It's a huge decision for Leicester City and clearly has enormous consequences because not just in terms of Leicester winning this title, this title is a little bit like, and I know you were talking about the Boavista comparison, it's a little bit like Borussia Dortmund winning the double, the Ligue and Pokal double in Germany in, in, in 2012 because... We've talked about this before, that they provoked Bayern to become their best ever off the back of that. They Mm -hmm. can't let it happen again, especially when Dortmund win 5-2 in the the, the, um, DFB Pokal final against Bayern to complete the double. It's it's a bit like I've described it before as that bit in um, the Richard Linklater film, Dazed and Confused where Ben Affleck's been giving <laughs> licks to the young kids and he's, well, he's just about to give licks to the kids and he's chased off the property by their mum with a shotgun. And um, <laughs> he, he says, we'll be seeing you again. And they just poke their heads round the door to smile at him. And he goes, I saw that, you little shits. Right, you're <laughs> going to get such a beating next time. The 5-2 in the final from Dortmund is the little shits peeking their head round the door. That's like, right, that's too much. We we cannot accept that. And what Leicester do in this season, they don't just provoke one giant, they provoke a whole load of giants Mm. and really usher in a new era to the Premier League, which is why, as you were saying, Leicester have, at least on paper, a far better squad, a far stronger squad than they do. And of course, their recruitment is part of the reason that they they got here and the reason that they continue to thrive. at least on paper, have a much better squad now than they did in this title-winning season. Yet, you could argue that if they won the title this season, for example, it would be more of a shock because Mm. of what Mm. the big teams have done since. Mm. It's very important to put it in the context of the big teams because obviously Arsenal finished second, which was the first time since goodness knows how long they finished second under Arsene Wenger, which is quite an odd thing to think about. But they finished second. Tottenham finished third under Pochettino, had a very, very good side. Manchester City finished fourth. And as you say, Manchester City were 15 points behind Leicester City. They finished Mm. with 66 points. They lost 10 games that year. Um, Manchester United were fifth. Liverpool were eighth. That's where we are. Yeah, you, Chelsea gonna, were 10th. I was going to say, you're going to need to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal Palace were 15th, Andy. Um, Sunderland were 17th. It shows you. But yeah, it, it, remarkable. Uh, and, and this is the thing. This doesn't take away from Leicester's achievement, of course. But, but, but the quality wasn't there, as you've just said. These teams needed to have a rethink and restock and pile more money in and, and, and whatnot. But these things happen in football, that when there's a window of opportunity, when everything aligns, can you take that opportunity? We've yeah. seen that with a few international tournaments and so on. But taking those opportunities is easier said than done. And with Leicester, 
the momentum started to build. At the start of the season, I remember them being a little bit swashbuckly and I remember them going behind and then coming back. Yes. I remember them. It was quite. It was a little bit chaotic. There was a few times it happened, but they were they were enjoyable to watch. They were scoring goals, and it was exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's in the image of that first game of the season where they beat Sunderland four two. Yeah, which you think is, oh, this is them filling their boots against a relegation rival. This is fun, isn't it? Yeah, with absolutely no idea of the ultimate context. But in that first <laughs> game, you see little bits of what goes on to make them good. Vardy and Mares uh, are influential in that game. Mm-hmm. Mares gets a couple of goals. Of course, Vardy ends up the top scorer. Mares ends up the first African to be the PFA mm-hmm. Player of the Year winner, which is an extraordinary achievement. And sometimes, mm-hmm. I still think Mares doesn't get quite get his dues of, of what an incredible player he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you're absolutely right because he obviously goes on to Manchester City and kind of doesn't get lost in the system there, but he's surrounded by so many other great players that you sort of think, oh, yeah, well, he, he sort of blends into the background sometimes there, despite scoring a lot of goals and, and doing some great things. Yeah, there. you can't really win, can you, if you're Riyad no. Mahrez? Like, like it, it, either it's, oh, well, you're not getting in the team every week. I mean, no one gets in the team every week there. <laughs> and, and certainly forward players. And then when he comes in and does something amazing, it's like, well, he would, wouldn't he? He's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. really no credit for him on yeah, very, either very side. True. Very, very true. But he was—I mean, he was majestic that season, of course. But he, yeah. And going back to the results, you know, as you say, they won their first couple of games, and there was there was a couple of draws as well. But the thing is, with Leicester, they were kind of, they were late goals. So even though they drew um, so at home to Spurs or they they drew away to Bournemouth, the, the the late goal always gives a little bit of something. Yes, it always does that. Then there was the the the, the three two victory against Aston Villa, where they came back from from two goals down, and then there was the two two away to Stoke, where they were two nil down and came back again, and it looked like oh this this. As you say, they're, they're enjoyable to watch. Actually, maybe maybe they won't get relegated. Maybe they'll be mid-table and enjoy quite a comfortable season. And then Arsenal turn up and, and, and hammer them 5-2 mm. at home. At no point are you thinking even top half of the table, necessarily. No, I, I think the bit where it, it feels like a, a pivotal game when you look at the season overall. I think mm. in mid-December, where they... They beat Chelsea and they finish off Mourinho. That, yeah, that is a big one. But because all the then, games up to then, they had a nice run. They're beating Norwich, they're playing mm. Palace, West Brom, Watford, Newcastle, drawing against Manchester United. Though Andy, when yes. Vardy gets the record, yes, the, the Premier League scoring record of scoring consecutive games. You're absolutely right. It's Eleven in a row, isn't it? That's right. But they don't yeah. win the game; they draw the game. But by then, there's a there's a there's a buzz. There's a buzz around Vardy in particular. And there's yeah. a buzz around Mares. There's a bit of buzz around the squad. But again, this is a team who you think th- 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 they're enjoyable to watch. Oh, well, let- let's see what they can do. Yeah, it's it's comparative, isn't it? I mean, mm. even at the bit where they beat Chelsea, and even though they only beat Chelsea 2-1 at the King mm. Power, they are much, much better than them. Yeah. Chelsea, who are the champions, are absolutely on their asses by that point. Yeah. And the-, the the gap in form and fettle is, is considerable. But still you're not thinking about Leicester being... It's, it's a long way before we start thinking of, of, of Leicester being genuine challenges. You're mm-hmm. thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe 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 they're giving themselves a fighting chance of the top eight. 
maybe. Yeah, like you, you maybe think like Moyes is West Ham. Yeah, you're appreciating them as a genuinely good side at that point. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. the way we're looking at Moyes as West Ham at the moment, more so because they're in European competition. And yeah, but but it's that sort of vibe, isn't it? It's that kind of thing. And um, the other thing, yeah. of course, about Leicester finishing. Of course, Ranieri would never say Ranieri finishing off Mourinho, <laughs> but after all the side eye that Mourinho has given to Ranieri over the years is something that is not celebrated because Ranieri is far too classy to celebrate it. <laughs> but him knocking Mourinho off his perch is quite interesting. Oh, it's lovely. Absolutely lovely. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Now, because Leicester, you know, the results are very good, of course, but, you know, they're beating um, sides who would have no hope of of the title, really. Um, You know, there's no sort of giant killings in there. But Mm. because of the failures of the other sides, suddenly they're they're kind of keeping a bit of pace here. They're going up the table and people are going, oh, hang on, what's happening here? At the end of December, they drew nil-nil at home with Manchester City. And it was a different type of Leicester performance because... Everyone enjoyed the swashbuckling style. Everyone enjoyed the goals and, and the enjoyment. Not every game, of course. And I mean, they be, were beaten 1-0 by Liverpool before that. 
uh, of course. But when they played Manchester City, I think it was the first time Leicester sort of acknowledged the situation and thought, right, let's not lose today. We have something to lose. Exactly. Yeah. And also that's Ranieri reverting to type a little bit because yeah. the, the point has been made on several occasions before that part of the genius of what Ranieri did mm. is he didn't change that much from mm. what Nigel Pearson got right at the end of last season. And Nigel Pearson is still a huge actor in in this, even mm. though he's he's not there. A bit like Dave Bassett's influences felt in the um, Wimbledon FA Cup winning side of 1988, even though he left in the in, in the mm. in the previous summer. And many of those principles still hold. But I, I think to be able to show that resolve, the resolve that they show which is very Ranieri, yeah. that is something that's absolutely yeah. palpable on the home straight once we get into spring. Oh, my goodness, yeah. You're absolutely right. But it was funny because around that Christmas period, as I say, they lost 1-0 away to Liverpool, drew 0-0, and then they drew 0-0 at home to Bournemouth, and you're thinking, oh. But for me, the moment when it was like hangabout was when they won 1-0 away to Tottenham um, in January with Robert Huth planted that header. Into, yes. into the top corner. And suddenly they were off. Now, they drew one all with Aston Villa, which was a surprising result because Villa were terrible that season. But as they go, the results start coming in. And then on the 2nd of February, they beat Liverpool 2-0, Vardy getting both goals. And by this point, there's a bloke from Hollywood who's turned up and is thinking, I might do a film on Jamie Vardy. And he was at that game. And of course, <laughs> Vardy scores that great goal from range when he kind of loops it um, into, the, into the corner from about 25 yards. Yes. And the celebration, the atmosphere in the ground, everything, suddenly Leicester thought, no, 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 no. We're not making up the numbers. This is a big season for us. We're on for it. Ranieri started talking about um, maybe the possibility of Europe, that kind of thing. But he was very, very cool, calm. He he managed the situation superbly. Yeah, but that game against Liverpool, out, the atmosphere and everything, it was like, hang on, here we go, let's have it. You're right, and and Ranieri is not only managing the team; he's managing himself mm. because he's been close to winning a title before, mm -hmm. but has has never got there. And that, of course, is the basis of. Mourinho's teasing of him, really. Uh, I, I don't think there's any other word for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe disrespect. disrespect. There are lots of other there are lots of other words for it. But yeah, yeah. I, I think the the fact that um, Ranieri is able to treat it like he guides teams to title wins every season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as well as totally. there could be loads of other seasons for Leicester. I think that's absolutely remarkable. Mm. And you're you're right that the, the Week after the Liverpool game, when they go to Manchester City, oh, and Andy, oh. I mean, is, is this little mini run that defines the season? Because we always think about yeah. the, them beating Liverpool because Vardy's goals incredible. Mm -hmm. We think about them going to Manchester City and teaching them a lesson the following week, and Hoot gets a, 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 a Hoot gets a couple of goals again. That was amazing, though. They went and three nil up. Yeah, that's that's right. Mares again was incredible. But that was the that game, game where everyone was like, "Shit, they they can do this." And that's and, early. That's the sixth of February. And yet, the following week, <laughs> they they go to to Arsenal mm -hmm. and they take the lead. And is is one of those is it's one of those games where it it, it feels pivotal. And mm. there was there was a whole backdrop to it anyway because um, the game was changed at quite late notice lots of away fans were very very unhappy about it and so for Leicester fans it was a, it was a bit of an awkward occasion I mean it was it was what 
midday on Valentine's Day, I think. Mm. I mean, that's quite a difficult one to talk your way out of. But um, <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was, it was changed late and a lot of Leicester fans were left with useless train tickets. Um, something that happens a lot in other countries, but not so much in, in England. But mm. um, Leicester went, took the lead in that game and then they conceded, what, a 95th minute winner? Well, they were to, down to 10 to, men. To Danny Welbeck? Yeah, that, that, that's right. Danny Simpson went off, didn't he? Yeah. And, uh, again, Danny Simpson's one of those players you think, yes, he's a Premier League champion. It's, it's, it's extraordinary. Yeah. But at that point, when they get beaten, you think, well, how are they really going to come back from that? Mm. And for me, the pivotal game in this mini run is actually the next one at home to Norwich mm. because they're drawing that for most of the game. Mm. And you think after losing at Arsenal, if they can't beat Norwich, they've, they've got an issue, really. Yeah. And, you know, maybe this is where all the fun stops and, you know, the air starts to come out of the balloons. And then Leonardo Ojoa scores mm. right at the end mm-hmm. to win that game. And it is a huge goal. And I think sometimes it's a little bit unacknowledged you know, we can we can talk about Vardy, we can talk about Mares and Kante, and that is quite right because they were amazing. Casper Schmeichel was amazing, mm. but actually, there were a few other players, and Joa cost them quite a lot of money, mm-hmm. and never really came off in the sort of way that a club like Leicester would normally need a signing like that to come off. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're paying eight million in that time for a striker, you need him to be decent. If you're mm-hmm. Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a little underwhelming. You know, bear in mind, Brighton sold him for four times as much as they bought him for. And yet, he gets a couple of vital goals yeah, in this season, adjust. much as Shinji Okazaki does, for, yeah. for, for example. Elsewhere, you know, they've got a player in Andre Kramaric, who goes on to be an absolutely great player in the <laughs> Bundesliga, who is arguably one of their better forward players, who Ranieri doesn't fancy at all and never uses. Mm. But... There's there's quite a lot of unlikely elements to this, obviously. But Joe's goal and the importance of that particular one, I think, can't be underrated. You're right, and and that result obviously gets well the goal the the, the, the nature of the goal last minute gets them going again, and then they go and drew they draw two all away to West Brom, and I suspect that that one nil against Norwich City gives Ranieri an idea, because when they go away to oh, sorry they host West Brom and draw two all. It's kind of like, no, you're in a title race now. You can't be dropping points. You've mm. got to be clinical. You've got to win. You've got yourselves in this incredible position. I mean, I remember, I think it was after the Arsenal game, was there a Leicester fan who, who cashed out and got 35 grand? He could have stuck on and got, He could have got 100 grand, I think. We cashed out 35 because there were 5,000 to one to win the league. And, and suddenly we were aware that a lot of fans put a tenner or a fiver or whatever on their team to do it just because it's, tra- it's a tradition. But when when the odds of Lady Gaga becoming president of the United States are more favourable than Leicester winning the Premier League, <laughs> you begin to realise how much 5,000 to one really is. But in that 1-0 win against Norwich, I say they, go, they, 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 they draw two all with West Brom. Suddenly then they go on a run. Four games, they win 1-0 just get it done and and they became it, it, it there was a bit of a, a key change in their th- their performance where they'd been quite swashbuckling at the start sorry to keep using that 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 turn of phrase they'd been quite you know uh, off you cavalier gun, you cavalier there you go that's a better one. been a bit more cavalier at the start season then there was that game against man city as i said then they went away to man city where they were still quite attacking they really went for it mm. but in a more considered way and now he goes right 
let's consolidate, let's get ourselves over the line. And you have a series of, of, of one nils and then uh, and then they beat Sunderland 2-0, you know. But talking of Ajoa, there was a game against West Ham where they go 2-1 down with two late goals from West Ham and Ajoa gets a penalty, 95th minute, and tucks it away. A vital point. They then beat Swansea City 4-0 and then go away to Manchester United and get a one-all draw, which, of course, would be enough with results going their way elsewhere when uh, Spurs draw with, with Chelsea, um, which then... Uh, the Battle of the Bridge. What the a classic. The Battle of the Bridge, which erupts the Jamie Vardy house party, of course. But, but how impressive I mean, it, it was it? Was, it was at uh, Christian Fuchs's house. <laughs> oh, it was at Christian Fuchs's house. Of course it was, yeah. A fine gentleman, Christian Fuchs. I, I, think, I think he had a nicer kitchen. You know, one of those those little those little islands with a seating area that obviously no one used. Yeah, which was definitely destroyed at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. But but how? But what, what did you think of that sort of change of 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 tact with Ranieri, getting those one nils, keeping everyone and himself so calm, as you say, because everyone in the press, every time he sat down, everyone's looking at him, going, "You you 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 three points closer to the title, Claudio. Can, can you can can you believe this? We we can't believe this." Oh, you know, understandably, journalists were like that. All the fans, we everybody was mm. like this. Everybody was like, "Claudio, what do you what do you think?" You know, and Claudio just when they qualified or, or they they got enough points that so they ensured that they would be playing Champions League football. Remember, he went, you know, dilly ding, dilly dong, or whatever. We're in the Champions League, man. Come on, and he was celebrating that, having previously said. 40 points is what we're after. Yeah. His demeanour, the way he managed it, as you said earlier, himself and the players and the media and everything, was absolutely extraordinary. Yeah, it was. And um, when you think of previous title races where his team would... I mean, you, you could... I, I think you, there's a strong argument that Roma deserved the 2010 Serie A title, for example. Mm. And as a Roman, that would have meant so much to him. And they couldn't quite see it home at the end. And Inter, of course, got their noses back in front and um, ended up like, going on to, to, to win the treble, of course. But how he put that all out of his mind, I think is 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 something quite incredible. And the re the reversion to type, his type... I think in that in that final part, I think is is, is really important. The run of the run of one nils, as, as as you said, but by that point, all the players are totally on board. He's created such a mm -hmm. a climate of of calm but determination. Because mm -hmm. if you look at Ranieri's um, lexicon throughout his footballing, throughout his coaching career, whether he's speaking in English, mm -hmm. Italian, French, bear in mind when um, he was introduced at Monaco, he said in English, the only French I know is Je suis Catherine Deneuve. So I'm just going to say Je suis Catherine Deneuve. <laughs> Which means? I I'm Catherine Deneuve. <laughs> <laughs> just in but, case anybody um, didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he built on that. <laughs> Whatever language he uses and has used over the past what three <laughs> decades or more mm. it's always been about battle fight struggle the same words mm. come up so almost this was his perfect time his perfect arena his perfect situation his perfect team to do it with and when they 
celebrate on the pitch when they get the title, when Wes Morgan lifts the trophy, when Andrea Bocelli is there and his his, his Leicester shirt. I mean, I know it went difficult. It went wrong the following season, but does it really matter? No. I, 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 I don't know if it does because that was absolute Ranieri and Leicester Nirvana at the end of that season, wasn't it? It, it was incredible. Like, I, I, I like just did it actually happen? Do you know what I mean? Like, it really, yes. it, it, it's it just phenomenal. And also, looking at the, the, the team that he played, I mean, he, he had a fairly defined starting 11, and there was obviously a few players coming in and out, but the goalkeeper, Kasper Smichael, is still at Leicester. Mm. Obviously, a fine play, still there. Wes Morgan um, and Robert Huth were the were the centre halves. Robert Huth finally sort of found a home, if you like, having been you know a few places here, there, and everywhere. Danny Simpson was a fullback. Christian Fuchs, the other fullback in midfield. Drinkwater, um, Andy King was used a little bit. Mark Albrighton and Golo Kante, of course. Um, Nathan Dyer went on loan to Leicester that season from Swansea. What a season to go on loan to Leicester. <laughs> My goodness. I know he didn't play that much, but, you know, um, Riyad Mahrez, of course. And then up front, you had uh, Jamie Vardy and uh, Okazaki played a bit and, and, and Azura. But it's, you know, Vardy, of course, has... That that would be the peak of his career, and he's done great things for Leicester and obviously has a, a fair few England caps as well since then. Um, uh, you know, sadly, Danny Drinkwater's dropped off, uh, which is mm. a shame because he was phenomenal that year. But you've got N'Golo Kante, who would go on to be a World Cup winner and be one of the best midfield players in the world. Riyad Mahrez goes on to Manchester City and, and wins countless trophies there. Other than those two, like, there's not really... You know, we're not looking at a, a young team here who, who are all now household names, if you see what I mean, or of, oh, well, no. such and such is now at Real Madrid, or he's there, or he's there, and and, and that and one's won all that. I think you can say the Ranieri experience has been a mixed bag since. I mean, mm. admittedly, he is 70 years old now, which I think <laughs> is, is, is something that you have to bear in mind as well. Mm -hmm. But I do strongly believe that in terms of the other big clubs, the big clubs struggling, in terms of Leicester getting in their groove and those players being the right players at the right time mm. in the right stadium as you said the environment which really accentuated that you were talking about before Marcus after um or at the the 2-0 the win over over Liverpool I think people realized that you know it's almost as Leicester stopped being a secret it stopped being a secret mm. how how good the team was it stopped being a secret what an atmosphere there was at, at King Power. And that, that's something that's sort of grown and grown and grown from that. It's a, an, an atmosphere that's sometimes not acknowledged as one of the the, 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 the most bear pit-like stadiums in the in the Premier League. Just, just the same as a lot of people who don't go have, have, have not realised that about Crystal Palace, for example, and, mm. and, and Sel Selhurst Park. It is one of like the, the hidden gems of, well, hidden in plain sight gems of, of of the Premier League. And that was the moment that that really started to swell and get momentum as well. And it was just that idea of fans, club, players, coach, all in the right place, all at the right time. That opportunity was there and they knew exactly how to take it, as you said, Marcus. And didn't they just, Andy? Didn't they just? Yes. A pleasure talking to you about this one. Um, mm, it was. 
could argue this was the team of our lives, maybe. I don't know. I'm getting a bit all giddy now. Uh, but thank you very much for listening to uh, this uh, episode of Teams of Our Lives, everybody. We love you, you Patreon people. Uh, we're back next week, of course, with another great team. Uh, until then, ta-ta from me and ta-ta from Andy. So well. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.